0: Hey there, it's Lauren Hooker, and this is the podcast version of my weekly L-Chat live stream. The video version of this episode has some really useful visuals, a comment section to interact with other viewers, and even a short Q&A at the end. So if you want to check that out, head on over to ellencompanydesign.com slash L-Chat, where you'll find this and lots of other episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey there, and welcome to LChat, a weekly power hour of practical tips and strategies to help you start and scale your creative business. I'm your host, Lauren Hooker, and in today's episode, I'm honored to bring on the first LChat guest since I relaunched these webinars and podcasts in the fall. There's something about business owners who not only balance all the things well, but who are intentional and purposeful in what they do and why they do it. So as I was thinking about prospective LChat guests, this one woman was easily one of the first people to come to mind. She's the mastermind behind the popular PowerSheets goal-setting planner and the author of two books, Make It Happen and Cultivate. She's the businesswoman behind Cultivate What Matters, but she's also a wife and a mom to three small kids. She leads a growing team of talented women. She's in the process of writing her third book. She just started homeschooling and somehow she manages to keep it all together. I am so grateful to have Laura Casey of Cultivate What Matters joining me for this week's El Chat. Laura is the first guest in this new business spotlight series, which is less topic focused and more geared towards sharing the stories of other successful business owners and highlighting what makes them one of a kind. Because I don't know about you, but there are few things more inspiring in my own business journey than learning from those who've gone before me. So the exciting part about these business spotlight I'll chats is that I'm not the only one asking the questions. Those who join in the webinars have a chance to join in and ask questions too. So if you want to hear Laura's story and how she's able to cultivate what matters in both her business and her home, you won't want to miss this one. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to El Chat. I'm really excited today because I'm kicking off the Business Spotlight Series with truly one of my favorite people let alone entrepreneurs <laughs> in this industry, Laura Casey. I'm <laughs> so happy to be here. So glad to have you here. Um, yeah, just so happy, so thrilled to be kicking it off with you. I was telling Laura before we jumped on that um, I really think it's neat to learn from other people who've been there before, to learn from successful people in this industry and just hear their stories about how they got to where they are because it's easy to look at someone like Laura and think, oh my goodness, um, she has a team, she's written books, she's done so many things. But where did Laura start in her story? And um, and so I'm really excited to have her on today. Um, just a couple of housekeeping things before we dive right in because I don't want to take up too much time um, away from Laura and hearing from her. But... Um, It looks like y'all have found the comment section. Feel free to say hello there. I always think it's fun to see who's tuning in live um, and see where you're tuning in from, too. The cool thing about these webinars is that you can tune in from all over the world. So it's fun to see where you're tuning in from. One other thing um, is the ask the question section right underneath this screen. If you have a question for Laura, um, whether it's pertaining to something that we're talking about in this Crowdcast, um, or something else, um, if that's okay with you, Laura. Great. I <laughs> wrote the gonna... box, so <laughs> <laughs> anything is. <else. laughs> oh, we're going to leave about 15 minutes at the end. Um, I told Laura I'm selfishly asking all of my questions, but I want to like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I probably have questions for you too, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: good. Um, and so we will, um, we'll, well, Laura will answer those. in the last 15 minutes so feel free to ask the questions down there just a cool feature um, you can vote questions up or down so if you see someone ask a question you really want it to be answered then you can vote the question up which I think is a really cool feature
2: awesome
0: we have tons of people tuning in Austin Texas Natasha Florence South Carolina Gina you don't see that very often Awesome. And Laura, where are you tuning in from today?
1: I'm tuning in from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, home of the Tar Heels. (laughs) How long have y'all been there? We have been here for nine years. Crazy, it's been nine years. That is a lifetime for us. Um, My husband got a job here at the University of North Carolina um, right after he finished his deployment and commitment to the Navy. And that's what brought us here. And we leaving. It would take a lot of arm twisting to get us to go elsewhere. We love Chapel Hill. <laughs> North Carolina is great too.
0: It is. Um, so where are you originally from?
1: I'm originally from Washington, D.C. I was born in Bethesda. Well, no, I was born in Washington, D.C. Technically. Yeah. Bethesda is right up against a little D.C. line. Um, and we lived in Bethesda, Maryland until I was in fourth grade. And then my family moved to Florida and um then i went to college and ended up coming on back to the south after that so i'm That's grateful awesome. to be here.
0: <laughs> grateful grateful that you're near
1: yes, <laughs> I, I feel like we're near we are near each other
0: i know we should hop, we should. skip, and a jump <laughs> yeah and i keep saying i need to come to chapel health so we need to make that happen Ooh, the yes um, so let's let's start kind of at the beginning of how you started cultivate what matters. It wasn't cultivate what matters at the time. Did you mm-hmm. ever plan on having a business? How did How did it come about? And That's was- a really good
1: question. I'm not sure anybody has ever asked me if I planned on having a business. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever did. Um, neither one of my parents are entrepreneurs per se. They both followed pretty traditional paths. But I'll say that I'm really grateful um, that they have always encouraged me in whatever artistic endeavor I was interested in, which I know is rare. Um, I certainly don't take that for granted, but I went to college for music theater. Like I did not go to college for business. I don't have a degree in journalism or an MBA, none of it. I often talk about and, and feel like I am getting my unofficial MBA and not to downplay MBA friends. I know that is a lot of work. (laughs) Um, So my very unofficial, unofficial MBA through um, lots of training and courses and groups that I'm a part of. But no, I don't think I ever started thinking I'm going to have a business. And I certainly never thought it would be this business. Um, I did not like grow up, first of all, loving weddings, which is really where my path began. through. Being a wedding planner, um, and then I started Southern Weddings Magazine, which just celebrated its 10th anniversary issue, and through that, Cultivate What Matters kind of grew out, like exploded out of the woodworks um, because of a a story. Um, and not to get too sidetracked here, you stop me. If yeah, you want me this is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Um well, the 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 long the short version of the long story is that my husband and I we had a very rocky marriage to begin with. And when you are a wedding planner and mm. in the wedding business with a rocky marriage, that can be really dicey as far as your confidence goes. Um but we did and we were really two ships passing in the night for most of the beginning of our relationship and by God's grace, we had a complete transformation and it was at that point of us, um, our lives being turned around and it wasn't overnight. I'm just telling you the very short version of the story right. that the heart of our magazine changed from inspiring brides to have beautiful weddings to inspiring brides to cultivate meaningful beginnings to married mm-hmm. life, because that's what was happening in my story. Right. So if you're listening, you may think that there are potentially maybe painful or, parts of your story that you feel like are insignificant, those things might actually be the things that are fueling your business to be able to help people in the deepest ways, and that's what happened with us. Mm -hmm. It was at that time that we got our partnership with Southern Living, which we no longer have that partnership for many reasons, but um, we did get a great partnership with Southern Living Magazine at the time. We had our fifth anniversary issue came out, and the business just started to grow in a new, authentic way, to really use that word for what it is. Um, And the shop, which used to be called the Laura Casey shop, started because we made a print, a gold foil print, back when nobody was doing that. Now everybody's (laughs) doing it. it. Um, That said, (laughs) love never fails. And that was the heart of that fifth anniversary issue. We just thought, you know, we only produce this magazine once a year. We only get one opportunity to get something physical into people's hands and we just saw this ripple effect. Like, if we could get something in the people's hands into their homes more than once a year, maybe we would have an opportunity to affect their lives in a deeper way. And mm. so we took this route just to say, hey, we'll take a risk, we'll open up a shop. We have no idea how to do that. We asked so many dumb questions, which are really not dumb questions. <laughs> um, but long story short is that that print led to many more things created that were from that same heart of, if we could just get this into people's lives and into their hands, maybe it would start a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would cultivate something. So the shop changed from the Laura Casey shop to the Cultivate shop um, early last year or two years ago now, can't remember exactly, um, because it started to be more about your story and not about my story anymore Mm. Um, and we wanted to be able to tell more people's stories not just my story Um, and so we just kind of fought this tension like you know what this name doesn't fit anymore we have it written on all kinds of letterhead we have all these things Planted, but what was more important to us than that than maybe losing money on that was being authentic with it and being able to step forward, almost like wearing a sweater that actually fits instead of one that's like midriff out in the winter. (laughs) It's kind of awkward. (laughs) That's a good analogy. Uh So, um, changing the name of the shop to be Cultivate What Matters has allowed us to grow and expand and to tell people stories. I have chills saying that. I'm just so grateful. Looking its back. so neat. And it's so
0: neat how you were open and had open hands to your business changing and evolving. I think that's something um, I'm struggling with right now is trying to hold so closely to what's worked in the past yes. and just <laughs> rolling with the changes as they come and having open hands with it. and um, I love the new name, "Cultivate What Matters," too, because <laughs> as I've been working on my power sheets, which I have to show you all. They're so pretty. That's um, awesome. <laughs> as I've been working on it, it really has had me step back and think, "What matters most? Wh- what do I want to focus on um, in 2018 as I start to plan and prepare for it?" But I would love to know too. So you started; um, it kind of shifted. When did the power sheets come along? When did you develop those, and how did
1: those kind of start? That was actually something that I started for myself. Yeah. It was six years ago um, during a time when I had so many things. I mean, at least I still do. We all still do have so many things on our plates, but I found myself forgetting about things just flat out would come to the end of the year and just say, man, I just wish I would have put something on a sticky note even to remember that if I would have made little by little progress on that thing, I could have seen that add up over time. Um, Instead of coming to the end of a year and feeling regret because I just forgot about some things that should have been priorities. Um, So that has been very challenging um, to see people walk into seasons of life like that um, and to just feel that tension with them. Um, That was very challenging. And so I just created a product for myself. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to make myself a list of things I need to tend to. So I don't forget about tending to those things. And I called it my tending list. And that cornerstone page has become really the um, key page in the power sheets and really the key focus of what we teach, which is that um, overnight results don't result in anything that lasts. Um, Truly good things do grow little by little over time. And when we just see it, out in nature, that's where all these garden analogies come from is stuff I see outside. Um, If you were to see a seed and decide, okay, I wanna plant this really good seed in the ground, stick it in the ground and then dump a giant bucket of water on it and think, okay, I'm done. Let me see that bloom come out right now. Um, Obviously you're not gonna see anything happen, right? But that's the way we treat our goals. We think, I just want to see this result overnight instead of waiting for that rootedness that little by little progress to add up to something that has substantial staying power. And that's what the power sheets are all about, is number one, and not just the power sheets. So you don't have to get the power sheets to live an intentional life. I'll just say that. Um, We have lots of free resources on our websites and everything. But in what we teach, it's about, first of all, like you said, Lauren, uncovering what matters to you like what exactly matters and what doesn't? What do I think matters because it matters to my best friend or that girl on Instagram who has a lot of followers? Mm-hmm. Or um, and, and once I know what matters, um, uncovering the things that I've been uniquely gifted in to be able to cultivate that thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Cultivate meaning grow it, um, to dig into it, to prepare it, to um, dig into the hard parts in that soil that are trying to hold back the growth. And so you uncover good goals, and then you make an action plan, and you commit to it. And then little by little, you tend to it over time. And over the last six years, we've seen thousands of women, um, men too. We've had a few men in our personal <laughs> community. including the guys. Love yeah. you guys. Um, but we've seen thousands of women across the world find success in this. And it's not rocket science. And again, you don't have to buy the product to make it work, although we created it to help you.
2: Right. Uh,
1: But it's really that principle. It's so opposite of what is taught in most of the world. Um, The little by little versus the overnight.
0: Yes. That instant gratification that we all especially around the beginning of the year as you're thinking about things that you want to change, especially things like losing weight and getting healthier and all of these business goals um, that we have. And we just want to see quick change instead of slow growth, which, leads to lasting
1: change Mm -hmm. and the crazy part is most of the time we end up giving up completely when we are focused on instant gratification and the little by little actually produces faster results because either we just jump ship and we don't get any results at all or and when I say little by little it's still action steps like it's still steps forward you're still making progress Um, It may be imperfect progress, but imperfect progress is still progress. Um, But it is amazing how much that can build your confidence. I mean, I'm speaking from experience this past year on some goals I set. How much it builds your confidence to do it little by little. Because it really does start to add up. Um, To give you an example, one of my goals this year was to finally get back into weight training. So I'm a former personal trainer. And I haven't had a gym membership for a long time because... I have lots of kids, and so I would rather be home with the kids in the morning than um, take them all and stick them into the gym daycare in the morning and not see them. I'd rather be lifting them than weights, and there's nothing wrong with going to the gym and taking your kids to the gym daycare. Let me just say that, but um, for me, I've got this small amount of time with them in the morning, so I decided I'm just going to get some free weights. I'm going to use what I have where I am and we're just going to make it work. I am going to chase kids. I'm going to run up and down my stairs. I'm going to do some praise dance party, and I'm going to take those little weights, and I'm going to do it little by little. And the former personal trainer in me was not happy about this at first. (laughs) Because I started lifting those three-pound weights. Yes, run, lift, praise. Thank you. (laughs) I started lifting those three-pound weights, and I was like, oh, man, we got a long way to go. But I tell you what, it added up faster than I thought. So there you have it. If you're like at the beginning, the precipice of something that you want to start and you think it's going to take a long time to get there, you really might find a lot more joy in that journey than you think you will if you just keep going at it little by little.
0: Absolutely. It's funny that you say that because one of my silly goals for last year, um, my husband talked to me doing into CrossFit with him, which is seems, That's
1: amazing. <laughs>
0: um, it, was, it was a lot of fun and it was fun to do it together too. I've been sick the last few weeks and pregnancy changes things. So I've been taking it easy. But one of my goals when I first started, I realized how weak I was. My upper body was so weak. I couldn't do pull up and always wanted to do one, never been able to do one. And so after like seven months, every morning I would go and try to practice and start with a band. That's awesome. And finally, after seven months, I was able to do a pull up. And I I mentioned it in your summer series with, um goals your team reached out to me and asked me and I was like, is this too silly to put on there? But it was really one of those things that it was just such slow progress that every single time I'd see just a little bit of progress.
1: I just um, want to hear for you. That is so awesome. <laughs> so That's cool. fantastic. That's things thing. right there.
0: <laughs> um but it is and it's fun. It's so much more rewarding when the progress is slow. Too, yes. like. It really
1: is because it, it makes you reevaluate every area of your life and say, oh, wait a minute. If I'm making good progress on this through taking it slow and steady instead of expecting the impossible, which is really what it is, I wonder how this could apply to the rest of my life. And that's when your life becomes cultivated. That's mm-hmm. when your life starts to take on a really different direction. And that's what I've experienced. It's really not, and I love Pamela, what you said, it's not yeah. about perfection. It's about progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you start to think differently because you really yeah. start to see the truth that that's really how all of life works.
0: Mm-hmm. And one positive change in one area of your life can lead to another in another area. And I and I love Pamela, that you said, progress, not perfection, because I'm very much perfectionist, too. And so another goal that we, my husband and I had was quiet time in the morning do, doing our Bible study and prayer. Um, and I wanted to do it every single day, like mark it off my list, which I shouldn't be doing it for that anyway. <laughs> uh, but as we looked back over this past year, my husband said, Lauren, this is the most consistent we've been. This is This is a goal that we don't just want to check off for this year we, this is ongoing, this is for the rest of our lives. And so if we miss a couple days, that's okay. But just getting in the practice of doing it every day, um, again, is progress. And so looking at it as maybe not even for 2018, these are my goals, but if they're habits that you want to develop or something like that, um, to just encourage y'all, as my husband encouraged me, that it's, look at it long-term and celebrate your progress um, in the long term and not necessarily weekly or daily
1: that's oh, so true you know we often look at people who we perceive are disciplined and it's really that they have embraced that little by little progress with habits and they've mm-hmm. built these habits over time and so it's not that they are more superior than you are it's just that they have practiced this process of imperfect progress and standing up you know, seven times and maybe fallen down eight times, but they keep going with it. And that, like you said, it builds over time. Like there have been a couple of things that I've worked on building as habits this year that have really been my main goals, like Bible reading every day and um, doing my exercise, doing my low weights. <laughs> and I'll keep those as goals for the rest of my life, but I don't have to focus on them as much in the new year because now they're habits. I can move on to other things that right. I can train my brain to do.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that you said that. And it's funny that a lot of the goals we're talking about aren't even necessarily business related. (laughs) They're (laughs) more. But um,
2: yes.
0: (laughs) I love that too. So, as you, and and it's encouraging to hear from you about establishing habits and all that because you seem to balance having a business, running a team, writing a book, um, launching the Power Sheets, homeschooling your three well one child right now but you have three (laughs) Um, and so how um when people ask you about balance and how you seem to balance it all so well um what do you say to them what are the what are the keys to it
1: yeah well first I will say that I don't do this all by myself I Mm -hmm. that's probably the number one question I get asked is Laura you do so much how do you do it all I don't um Mm -hmm. and I also don't do it really well sometimes and I really believe that uh, I mean you and I just talked about this I think before we got on that we are always in a continual state of growing and learning and you never reach a destination and stay there we are creatures that were created to grow and fumble um, and mess up all the time so I will say that but I don't do it all Um, I have a lot of women that I work alongside who do things a lot better than I do in a lot of areas. So I have mm-hmm. a great team that I work alongside. There are 10 of us now, I think, um, and growing, we're hiring three more people in the new year. So just keep oh, the awesome. first quarter of January. <laughs> awesome. Um, but I don't do it all. I have a wonderful team and we really do, um, take great joy in our individual responsibilities. So there's that. I also, as far as the kids go, we have an incredible caregiver who's here in our house and helps me with the kids while I'm working. So I'm not simultaneously homeschooling and answering emails all at the same time. I have tried that and it Mm. is hard. You love at home moms. I tip my hat to you and Mm. all the other parts to you. Um, That is a, that's probably the hardest job, but As far as balance goes, I do believe there's balance because, again, I see it everywhere. Um, I see balance in the seasons. And go with me on this for a second. Can you imagine doing, like, two springs in a row? And even proverbially think about it. Like, that's two seasons of growth in a row. It's going to burn you out, right? Mm -hmm. And how many times do we do that to ourselves? And it's the same with our lives as it is in the same in the seasons. Like, we were created for seasons, not just in our years, um, but really in the minute parts. For instance, seasons in our work, um, seasons of growth and rest. So for me, writing books meant that I had to completely shut myself off to a lot of other activities and other things suffered. Mm. Um, There is a balance there, there has to be. Like you literally can't fit like if I were to take, I have this really my favorite candle over here. If okay. I would take this candle and fill it up halfway with water and fill it up another halfway with water. I can't fit any more water on top of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but you can yeah, have, have, um, have to have balance. Um, and so I, I work very hard. And again, I fail at this all the time, but it's okay. Cause I feel like the pursuit of it is worth it. Um, trying to build balance into my days, my weeks, my months, and my years. And you have to step ahead of yourself in this because where you get imbalanced or where things start to fall to the wayside and you have less time to dig into what matters are the times when you have not prepared well.
2: Um,
1: And I use that word prepare on purpose because that's what cultivate means. Cultivate means to prepare soil for growth. So for instance, something new that I'm considering in the new year um, is taking two days with the kids away from work, um, away from work to be with the kids. I'm not calling the two days off cause it's not, it's two days on, but just in a different way. Um, yeah. and that's like, that's a sacrifice. I'd have to figure that out, but I think that that would be worth it. So I'm trying to go ahead of myself and prepare my calendar, cultivate mm-hmm. my calendar so that I can build in more margin. Yeah. Um, and so I do believe balance exists. And a lot of the time it's a Whole lot of surrender and humility. Um, I mean, just this week, I cried at my desk a couple days ago because I just thought, I have no idea what all these terms mean. I'm getting a new education and a whole new side of business, and my brain can't handle it all. So, in those periods of overload, though, which are inevitable, so if you felt like a period of overload, just know like that's natural. You should feel that way if you're growing. You have an opportunity, though. You can either crash and burn, or you can look at it and say, this is an opportunity for me to find balance here and to let something go to make room for this growth. Hmm. And I think that's where we've found a lot of freedom. Um, You mentioned before, like you said something about how you perceive we're so good at allowing the growth to happen in our business. I think it's more that we look at um, challenges as opportunities and think, Hmm. how could this challenge be redirected in a better way? And so long answer to your question, but, all that to say is that I do believe balance exists. It just yeah. doesn't stay there for very long, and you have to continually redirect and continually ask yourself: Does this matter? Is this right in this particular season for me? And can I go ahead of myself and prepare well so I can love other people better? Hmm. That's, That's what what it I feel like. in my that business. That. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I feel like there's a little echo for me, so I'm gonna plug this in just in case. Um, but I feel like I'm in that spot of my business right now where I've taken on so much. And so now it's refining. What are the most important mm-hmm. parts of my business that are kind of the non-negotiables? Um, especially as I prepare for taking some time off for maternity leave in the spring. Um, what are the non-negotiables? What, what matters most? And, and your power sheets were so helpful for working through that. What do I want my life to look like? You know, when I'm 80, when I look back on this season, what's really going to matter? Is it writing three blog posts a week, or is it making a difference in people's lives through my business and other ways? Is it um, spending time with my family? Is it taking time to rest and um, and love my husband well and my family? Like those things that um, that matter most. How can I serve my team better? And so I'm really grateful for your power sheets. I, I told Laura before we jumped on that I've spent the last week kind of going through and taking December kind of off from um, the blog and other things and just really pouring into it and just um, learning that I can't do it all and do it all well. Right. And like what you said about balance, it's just um, sacrificing some things for the good of other things, for more important things.
1: Um, and it's, so, it's pruning. It's- I like to use the garden analogy again. I I can't help but think when plants are pruned, when literally arms are chopped off sometimes (laughs) it's for the good of the plants, for the good of the fruit. And I mean, when I'm out there trimming my tomatoes, I think, man, this plant looks pretty bare right now. But then the next day, sometimes there are big ripe red tomatoes on there Mm. that have um, gone from green to red because the nutrients now can get to the right spot and they're not spread thin. And that's Mm. what we do with our lives, with our businesses so often is we perceive that everything is necessary, that nothing can go. And so I love what you said, Lauren. It's such a good reminder that you have to constantly put the filter in front of your face. Where do I want to be in the big picture? Where do I want to be when I'm 80 years old? Or whatever that number is for you. If you're 80 and you're watching, we love you. <laughs> I've, I've often spoken to audiences and they're like, um, I'm 80. <laughs> Which is awesome. Where do you want <laughs> to be when you're <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but it's true. No matter what season of life you're in, um, think about the big picture. Think about what's going to matter to you then. And If you have a hard time answering that, what's not going to matter to you then? Mm. And I've asked this question of thousands of women for the last nine years doing the making things happen conference. And the answer I always get the thing that is going to matter centers around relationships. It's just like what you just said. It's, am I going to be loving my team? Well, my family, Um, am I going to be doing things that really serve people and help people no matter what job title you or anyone else has, that's your purpose. Like you're not going to lose that if your newsletter crashes for the day. You know what I mean? You still have the ability to use your purpose and um, make progress toward that big picture.
0: Yeah. I love too that you, you talked about outsourcing and, and basically saying it's okay to ask for help and bring on help because you can't possibly do it all well. When you started building your team, and again, this is kind of a selfish question for me, but <laughs> uh, when you started building your team, how did you, start to delegate and just have open hands? How did you, um, what are some tips there for just asking for help and bringing people on board?
1: Yeah, there's um, a great book that we've been going through recently that I think summarizes some of what we've practiced and we've practiced it very loosely, but just kind of by intuition, I guess. Um, It's a book called Traction and this book Starts with core values. And I think that's the thing that we have done well from the beginning. Granted, we've learned so much more since then, but is knowing why you're in business. Um, That's how you're going to attract like minded people, first of all. So you have to be able to attract people who share your core values. Um, And now we know so much more about that. That is really the number one thing people like to say, Oh, but I got to have all these other things in place first. No, start with your core values. Start with the innate behaviors in your company or your organization that you want to grow. So I'll give you our examples. We just formed a new core value that we discovered in our team, um, which is innovation. So innovation is one of our core values, always wanting to improve ourselves, improve our company. Um, Integrity, which is honesty, humility, and being genuine, being willing to say, I'm not right, and there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, And why am I forgetting them all right now? Uh, the power of one that has been one of our core values since day one. So believing and acting on the fact that affecting one person's life is just as important as thousands of people's lives. I could go on. But when you have those core values really clear and you're living them all the time, you're first of all, like I said, going to attract like-minded people who share those core values and you're going to be able to reward and hire based off of those core values. Mm-hmm. So I know like right off the bat, when I read someone's cover letter or their resume, if there are a little like highlights and like bells that go off that make me see, Oh, they totally get that core value. They totally get the power of one. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a huge help is you got to know the heart of why you do what you do. So you can attract people that do the same. Um, and then the, there's so many tips I have on hiring the right people, but the other one would be to interview, interview, interview because of that, because you want to make sure that the core values are fit. Dave Ramsey, great book, Entree Leadership. I know you know all about it. Um, but his hiring philosophy is what we follow. Um, yeah. just the constant, um, check-ins. You'll find out so much more about people once you interview them many, many times. When I say many times, I'm talking like, 10 times, a lot of times, more than that. Um, But the thing that's helped us to grow over time is to look ahead at the growth and try to prepare for that growth. And that's the season we're in right now is taking big leaps of faith, but also coupling that with really good analyzed data Hmm. Looking at, and whether you've been in business for six months or 16 years, the same can apply to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at like, how is our growth track going? What is our growth in different key performance indicators? And that would be, and I'm probably speaking a crazy language right now, but they're really easy for us. That's things like how many newsletter subscribers do we have? Um, Mm -hmm. That is an indicator of where our profits going to go. How many, Click-throughs do we have on certain things. One of our KPIs, our key performance indicators, is also blog traffic. The more people we get to the blog, the more people are going to go through to the shop. And you get my point, right? So looking at those key performance indicators um, has really helped us to see our growth track and to know, okay, if this is where we're heading, this is how many people it's going to take to... um, to man this ship well hmm. and it is it is never a not scary thing for me i use a double negative on purpose it is just <laughs> always scary to hire new people <laughs> it does yeah, not get fun there. finding
0: yeah there's it's, and it seems like you hit a place where you can't keep growing if you don't bring on the help to get there right. um and so that's that's where i'm at too and just learning it's okay to not have to do it all myself. Actually, it's a blessing to bring other people on and allow them to use their gifts. And
1: um. yeah, and you really have to hire 10s. So that's, that's also a hard thing is to Mm -hmm. not hire people who you're just comfortable and safe with, but to try your very best to hire people who are smarter than you. And that's scary. And I did that with Emily Thomas who has been with me for eight years now. I remember the day I hired her, I was like, this is so overwhelming. She's so much smarter than me. She's going to run circles around me. I'm so glad I took that risk. Yeah. Um, and there's so much more about investing in your people too, in training them. Um, I think it's mostly hard for us to delegate to people because we haven't spent enough time helping them to feel equipped in those tasks. We get frustrated the, the first time somebody messes up on something. We think, mm-hmm. oh, I made a total Wrong decision here, I should just take that task back from that person, but you gotta let people mess up. And Mm. you have to train them more than you think you need to. It's like overtraining almost. And that ensures your success in the long run. It's just what you talk about with goals, or just like we talked about with goals. Um, The more you let those things take root over time, the more you give your people time to really sink in, the Mm. more it's gonna be um, beneficial for you in the long run.
0: Yeah, no, I think that that's great. And I love too that you even said, for your kids, you've brought in the help of the caregiver. That in business, in order to keep your business running well, not only people for your business, but people for your personal life too, who can who can um, help you and who you can delegate. I remember going to a conference one time and um, Rachel Brinke, who is a lawyer photographer, was talking about how she um, has someone come and clean her house. And she's like, it used to be a, a point of pride for me to do it all and clean my house, but I figured, in the two or three hours that it would take me mm-hmm. to clean my house, or maybe even more to deep clean it, I could be working with clients, spending time with my kids. Yeah. Um, and so just
1: that whole perspective change of, it's OK to ask for help. Yeah. And I think it is um, it is a false assumption to think that if you're newer to business, or you don't have a team right now, maybe you're listening you're thinking, I have no money to hire somebody new. Like, mm-hmm. house cleaning, schmouse cleaning. How am I going to even do that, you know? Um, I have felt that way many times, Um, and it is a false assumption though that you have to bite the bullet and hire a full-time person right off the bat. You don't. There's so many amazing options now for virtual assistants, for even just a little bit of help here and there. Like, maybe you just start with someone who is five hours a week. Um, and even that five hours a week might be a game changer for you to be able to, like you said, Lauren, take that house cleaning time and turn it into time for you to be able to produce more revenue and also bless that person who's cleaning your house. Um, like that's, that's how we do it. We don't do it every week, but, um, every few weeks we have someone come, a a team of women come and help clean the house. And honestly, we mostly do it because we love blessing them and they are just Mm -hmm. the nicest people and we've known them for so long. Um, and it allows us to do the things that we were created to do too. So if you're overwhelmed by these thoughts of delegating, just know you don't have to do it in giant chunks. You can do it little by little and take some risks when the time comes.
0: Yeah, I love that. Such good advice. I needed to hear that. Um, <laughs> the goals that I've listed down on my power sheets are going to be interesting and, and I'm so glad. <laughs> so, um, and we were talking about this before we jumped on. I asked Laura, I was like, is there anything on your heart that you feel like is relevant? She just spent a week with her team um, planning for 2018. And Laura, do you want to talk about that a little bit more? What's, what's just
1: been on your heart this last couple weeks? Yeah, so we had our, we have like a quarterly team summit, which really is just a time for us to be in person together because half of our team is remote and from different states. And so it's really just a sweet time for us to be in person together. We talk every day, we use Zoom meetings for video conferencing. And so we're always talking, but being in person, there's nothing like that. And we did our power sheets prep together um, this past time we were together. And y'all, it brought so much clarity and fire to us. I-, I have chills thinking about it. What we talked about is the fact that the things that fire you up, the things that point to your purpose, also tend to be the things that really make you mad. Mm. And the first thing that came to my mind when I thought, what really makes me mad in my work is distractions. Mm. I get so mad at marketers for distracting people and for feeding people junk, basically. There's really? so much noise out there and I, f- I feel like I can't help but get on my soapbox here, but there really is. There's so much noise out there. That's trying to pull you away from your unique path and from doing these really good things that you are meant to do for other people. And, um, and they're winning in a lot of ways, but you know what? We can make the choice to not let them win. And mm-hmm. so that's been on my heart so much too. As I move into the next week where I'm going to start my seventh annual goal setting series, which is crazy. It's been seven years. But I'll be writing about this more on my blog. But man, it's just been burning in my soul thinking about how much noise there is that we allow ourselves to listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's my encouragement to you all as we move into 2018. And this year is not over yet either. There's still this time to Make this year your best year yet, even if up until this very moment, it has been the hardest, most challenging year of your life. There is still time to turn this around. Um, And yeah, I love you. You said you've fallen for the marketing trap so many times. And that's the thing is that we have to be so intentional. And intentional means to take action on something too. We have to take action and turn down the noise. So maybe that means taking like a low tech vacation for the next two weeks When I say vacation, I really mean just your brain and your soul and your heart are on vacation. Not necessarily you're stopping your work, because I know I have a lot of work to do in the next two weeks. But maybe it means turning down the noise on social media. Yeah, like you said, unsubscribing from all of these promotional newsletters. We do so much of it to ourselves. Mm. Give yourself less information, less stimulus, and just see how much that opens your mind and your heart up. Yeah. It, sort of unintentionally, I took the last two weeks off of social media. And I did it because as I started, like you, Lauren, to dig into my power sheets, I just thought, wow, I really need to tune out all the noise. I need to make sure that I am not listening to anybody else's voice as I set these steps for my goals ahead, because they affect other people. So I'm going to hop off my, my lovely soapbox right yeah. now. About that. But um, I'm very passionate about it, because I see it and to not put it lightly, I see it ruining people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it distracting them again from doing good things that they were created to do. And I've been in that sh- that boat. I've been in those shoes. And I'm hoping to encourage people to pave their unique path.
0: And, and yeah, just this pressure that all of us feel at some time or another um, of trying to keep up and yeah. do all the yeah. things. And there's no way that you can do all the things. Well, I've been um, – I was telling – Laura, this before we jumped on, I've just felt this pressure of, well, I have to keep blogging this much because I've always blocked this much. Or I need to send out this many emails because I've always sent out this many emails. And mm-hmm. just really thinking back to, I, and I told Laura my word, um, because power sheets, focus on a word for your year. And even every month or every quarter, just thinking about a word um, to focus on, mm-hmm. um, to bring everything back into perspective and my word has been purpose. So thinking, okay, well, what is the purpose behind the blog? Why am I doing this? Um, I'm going to keep blogging. But just, you know, approaching it differently. Or, you know, what is the purpose behind social media? Why do I feel like I have to do all of these things? Is it to keep up or does it actually serve a purpose somewhere? And mm-hmm. how can I put my own spin on it? And so um, I've kind of taken December off and just really poured into the power sheets and um, making progress on the things that I want to do in my business that do fire me up, um, and it's been so so good. So I'm so glad that you said that about the noise because that's just been something I've been dealing with a lot
1: these last. I just love the example that you're giving to people right now, even just the fact that you intentionally took time away, and time in what others might perceive as silence. And mm. it actually is helping you to use your voice in such a better way moving forward. I yeah. love the thought too, that you're questioning everything. Like that to me is the best place to be in life. When you start thinking like, wait a minute, if I, why am I doing things that way? And why am I doing it this way? And that could change, that could be better. Um, I love when I'm in those places in life because it just means that we really are seeing what's there. And we're also feeling effects of growth that hmm. you've grown. Maybe you don't need to do things the way you've always done them. Um, right. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it, it is an exciting
0: and scary place to be. <laughs> 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 but as I've looked back, and other other people that I've followed um, make a habit out of questioning things. Like you said, why am I doing this? And anytime that I've been like, I'm not doing <laughs> that, that everybody else has been doing, I'm going to do it this way. It's... Um, Yeah, it's just been so much better. Um, Seeing a lot more success through that. Mm -hmm. And I love that Kyla said that she's been playing the Christmas peaceful piano on Spotify. I've been doing that, too. That's awesome. (laughs) It is. It's the best. I love when y'all tune in in the comments. It's awesome.
1: So that That is a good point that I was just talking to Lauren before about how we have these very competing seasons that happen around this time. We have this rush of the holidays and get all your gift shopping done and prepare for seeing in-laws or whatever it is. And we're also trying to finish our work. We're trying to finish this year strong. There are things to get done, right? And then there's this Christmas holiday time in between where you really wanna let go um, and you really wanna rest. And then it's like full speed ahead into the new year. So how do you merge all these things together to make them feel peaceful and to make them um, be peaceful? Um, And I think that the fact that you guys are even listening to this live webinar right now is a really good sign. That means that you want something to change and you want to do it well. Um, And the fact that you are listening to Lauren too, like I think that, just the fact that you're putting yourself in the presence of people and things that are about intentionality, I just want to encourage you that you're probably doing more to help yourself than you think you are.
0: Hmm. That's, that's awesome. Thank you, Laura. This has been so good. I feel like selfishly for me, this has been so good. But I'm sure that you all are I feel the same stuff. way, too,
1: though. I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad I get to chat with you.
1: I know.
0: It's been, well, I have to let you all know about Laura, too. Um, When I talk about the reasons that I wanted to invite her on is I've followed Laura for years and years and admired what she's doing and how she's grown a team and run her business and balance things so well. And in the meantime, just, I don't even remember the first time, but many times Laura has reached out to me just to encourage me through an email. Laura didn't even know me um, and, and reached out to me to encourage me and continues to do this. Even though her life is so busy making time uh, and really living out that core value that you talk about with the power of one. Well, that means building so up one person so um and and i think so often we look at people who are further ahead than us or people we look up to um as being far off and you do an awesome job of really being approachable because you care about people so thank you for the way that you've um, mentored me without even realizing it and That's just loved really me and encouraged me. It's meant more than you know. Uh, so awesome. Laura is the real deal.
1: Y'all. <laughs> That's really cool. Already after spending 45 minutes with her on this webinar, this she is, is so great. encouraging. No, I remember the very first time somebody left a comment on my blog for the first time and um, this was back when blogging was not a mainstream thing at all. In fact, if you were to say blog to someone, they might have thought you were talking about I think it was like the 1960s movie, The Blob. Um, in fact, I remember saying that to my parents. They're like, blob? No, blog. It's just <laughs> being on the internet, on the World Wide Web. <laughs> um, but I do, I, I vividly remember getting the first comment on my blog. And I remember um, two bloggers reaching out to me um, when I first started my blog. And I was Nobody. I still am nobody. But the fact that somebody out there in the interweb that I did not know in person wrote something on my blog, it is never lost on me. And so I love paying back that favor um, and leaving people's comments on people's blogs and replying to as many blog comments as I can because I just remember how much that changed me and how much that meant.
2: It makes a huge difference.
1: It does. It really does. And you never know, just even down to the brass tacks of it, you never know how your encouraging words, whether it's in a blog comment or on a text or whatever it is, are gonna change someone. Um, I think there's power in words. And mm. so I'm grateful you share really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You've been
0: a huge encouragement to me. Okay. We have some questions and I I want to get to them um, before the hour is up and respect your time too, because goodness knows you have so much going on. (laughs) Um, But Ronnie asks first and foremost, oh, somebody already answered it, who the author of Traction is. Do you know? Um,
1: You know Wickman. You got it.
0: (laughs) I want to read that one too. I'm adding it to my list. Um, What are a few other books on your list of books to read, Laura? Do you keep a list?
1: Well, it depends on what realm, but I'd say in the business realm, uh, there is a book by the former HR director of Chick-fil-A. It's called It's My Pleasure. Um, and I really enjoyed reading that. I, I love their culture. Um, I love the way that they love on their employees, all of it. So that was a very insightful book from someone who was within that company and in, in really the operations of that company. Um, Deanne Turner, I think, is the author of that book. That's um, awesome. Other business books. I'm in the middle of reading one right now, and it's a thick one, but it is really good. It's called What's Best Next? And it's by Matt.
2: You read that?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, it's really good. Um, It's really, really good. And just, I mean, it centers around that question What's Best Next? Um, And that has helped me to think about productivity in a very different way. And mm. I, I started to read that um, in like the second quarter of this year, right when I was starting to formulate new thoughts about how our business could be run. And it really just changed me. So I'm not done with that book yet, but I have learned a lot and implemented it. Yeah. For
0: a productivity book it's funny because it is very thick. You're like, I want to get through it. Yeah. Um, but it's it is. It's really good. It's
1: really good. And then just the EOS Principles website and it's connected to the traction book. If you Google EOS principles, I think it's EOSworldwide.com or .org or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but th- that's the the founders of um, EOS are the writers of Traction and um, their newsletter is great. It's really more geared towards um, businesses with teams, but to me there's a lot on there for um, businesses that don't have teams. Yeah. So um, highly recommend. That's
0: awesome, good to hear. I'm, I'm yeah. making this about this too. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia asks, how do you gauge how long a goal will take when planning ahead, i.e. three weeks, three months, one year? It can be overwhelming to plan a year in advance, but it seems like as business
1: owners, we have to live a year in the future. Mm, That's a good question, because I think that there are two types of goals. There's, well, three, really. There are some that are habits that are perpetual, like maybe something like you talked about that you want to grow over time. Um, And then there's a business goal that's really like a big picture rock that you're trying to hit, Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the other category would be things that you're not actually sure when you would hit that goal, but the pursuit of it and the cultivation of it is really part of the benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'd say that if we're talking about the types of goals that have more of a, um, a metric to them, like a business metric, like say your goal, and we'll just like do something really simple here. Maybe your goal is to grow your newsletter subscribers by a thousand subscribers or something like that. You're trying to grow one of these KPIs. Um, then it needs to be realistic. So you should look back at your history and say to yourself, okay, how did I gain these, this number of newsletter subscribers so far? And mm-hmm. is it realistic for me to Um, grow at that same rate or just a little bit more and then kind of track that out. It's really not rocket science and I am not a numbers person. I am not the guru on the data but um, to me even that type of example is something that's easy to chew on if you just write it out. So um, as far as an end date goes I think you kind of have to work backwards. You have to first look at what's possible and then you also have to look at why in the world do you have that goal in the first place mm-hmm. so for us our newsletter subscribers are directly tied to our ability to reach the goals that we have in a whole lot of other areas um, so we do have that that number um there but we also know the pacing and what it's going to take to get to that so i don't know if that made any sense or if that helped at all no, But um i think it depends on the type of goal
0: yeah And some of them, I found that I need to put a timeline on or else I'll never really follow through with it. Like, I need this to happen by this date.
1: Mm -hmm. It's kind of give
0: me a little push to actually take action. Yes.
1: I think the place where people mostly get stuck is in the starting steps of something, too. Um, And it's usually the putting it on our calendar that causes us to do the starting steps um but that's why in the power sheets for instance in what we teach we don't talk about just making an action plan for like an entire year we allow you to refresh your goals every season or every quarter based on your progress because we know that again we were created to grow and change and as we grow and change our goals are likely going to grow and change too and we do the same thing in our business we have these like larger big picture goals but the way we get to them might completely change as we go quarter to quarter so you have that freedom and flexibility to you don't have to map out every action step just know your starting step and know your why that's connected to your big picture
0: yeah i love that you map those out in there too and i love that you even said it's okay to write down these goals in this space because you can come back to them and i saw further on in the power sheets where you do come back to them every quarter and i was like for the perfectionist in me that's like, no, these are the goals that's that I'm going right. to reach in 2018. <laughs> yeah. It was good to say, okay, I can write it down because I can change it later. It's so, so
1: relieving, isn't it? It's like, it okay, good. I'm not tied to this. Okay. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I feel like we naturally fight that because it's true. We should not necessarily be stuck to something for that long. We're going to yeah. change. Yeah.
0: And it's like you're reading my mind, too. It's like, do <laughs> Laura knows me. Like, she wrote this for me because you're reading my mind. Like, you are a perfectionist, you're going to struggle with this.
1: (laughs) We Um, are one and the same. That's probably the reason why. (laughs) Which is the best.
0: Um, Shay said, who is someone that inspires you in your
1: life? Oh, man. So many people. I'm going to give a specific one, though. Let's see. Okay, well, this is the first person that came to mind. Nancy Ray inspires me. She is a photographer. She's a mama, but she's also been a longtime friend. Um, and the reason I choose her is because she is a prayerful, faithful person yeah. and a very selfless person. And um, just to give you one example, like when in a season after we adopted our daughter Sarah, Um, I had just had a baby too. And it was a crazy time for us. We had two babies within six months of each other. And I was nursing Joshua and trying to pump for Sarah at the same time and pretty much freaking out about all the things and um, just couldn't do it anymore. And she one day showed up at my house with a huge ice chest full of frozen milk from her, from friends. And it was the it's something that I will never forget. Like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to fight the tears. <laughs> he's just like that. And I want to be like Nancy Ware when I grow up. <laughs> I probably need to text her this too after. <laughs> um, but it, it's just someone who um, puts others first and it really makes a difference in the small things and the big things. Um, when she says she's going to pray, she's going to pray. So she's yeah. a woman of her word. She, that's awesome. I don't know Nancy personally,
0: but I follow along with her for forever. And she just seems. So sweet and so thoughtful. So I would love her. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a great question, Shay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to differentiate some of these questions. Um, Kyla says, when you each started your businesses, how did you know when it was time to press publish and share it with the world? I've been writing a business plan and want to be discerning about when to launch it.
1: Mm, I have an easy answer for you. Sort of. One is pray about it. Um, I know you're a praying woman, Kyla, so pray about it. If God says go, you should just go. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, the other part of that is thinking, if what I am holding right now could help someone right now, why not now? Do you follow me on that? If what I'm holding right now, even if it's in its raw form, could help somebody, then why not now? And that question of why not now has helped me so much and really been ringing in my head for the last three days um yeah. we so often sit on gifts and we sit on these seeds that we're holding in our hands because we think we have to have the perfect timing the perfect circumstances we have, to have the perfect website the perfectly written copy the perfect business plan marketing plan no you just have to have something good in your hand and you need to just put it in the dirt and to plant a seed you actually have to get your hands dirty um you don't just throw it out and it's like this beautiful thing but um it's that's how i feel about it there are Many times where I am so grateful that we are not a large corporation because we don't have to go through the bureaucracy or the hierarchy to make take an idea and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just make it happen. We can just do it, even if it's imperfect. So to me, done is better than perfect. Pray yeah. about it. Make sure you can go with it. Make sure that the thing that you're putting out there is has integrity, but just do it.
0: Yeah. I love that you say that too, because I'm reading, um, Donald Miller's story brand book oh, and it's kind yeah. a perspective changer for me. Um, but one thing he says is why are you basically, why are you afraid to sell things? Because mm-hmm. if you really believe that your products or what you're offering are making a difference, then other people aren't doing you the favor by purchasing it. You're doing them the favor. So and so excited. that was just a perspective changer for me because, um, that's always something I've tried to do in my business is to help other people and put other people before ever trying to sell anything and then shy away from selling things, um, or shy away from starting a new project or launching it to the world. When instead, you're you're kind of wrapping people up your gifts and how you can help them. Is yeah.
2: Really? So true.
0: I love that you said that. Awesome, awesome answer. That's one that um, I asked a lot, and that's a great perspective on it. Um, Olivia says, this is the last one because we only have two minutes left. I'm sorry, guys. We weren't able to get to them all. Um, Olivia says, have you ever started a business endeavor only to realize that it wasn't serving your purpose? When do you decide to call it quits on a project or shelve it? That is a good one.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. You know what? We all have permission to change our minds and to change course. And -hmm. there have been so many times when we've had a project and we just this last year decided to embrace this thing that we've been doing all along, which is, it's a fancy name, but it's an agile development principle, which the one we chose to embrace, which again, we've been doing forever is being willing to change something in late stage development. (laughs) Meaning if it's not working, you should just throw it out the window. Even if you've spent thousands of hours on it, if it's not working, just redirect um, and use it as an opportunity to find something better. So we've done that with projects. I did that with a book and it wasn't really even my doing, I guess, but it was a blessing in disguise The book. I just released cultivate. Um, I finished writing it early in the spring of this year. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it was this year. <laughs> and I, or I, maybe it was before that. I don't remember. Maybe it was last spring. I turned it in and they said, you need to start over, um, mm. for very many reasons. And I was devastated. I mean, I had spent almost two years at that point writing this book. But when I like pulled my bootstraps up and looked at the big picture and realized this is gonna make it better, even if it takes me another year, which it did. Um, And it made it better, it was a totally different book and I hadn't even lived the parts of my story that I wrote about in that book, so God Mm. knew. Um, But I hope that helps answer the question that, yes, there have been many times and I feel like I've learned so much more and we've found more fruit in letting go of things um, or in canceling projects, or in just saying, well, that's a wash, you know, and moving on to the things that we know we can do well.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Great answers. I wish I could keep Laura here all day long. <laughs> I would actually love to see her. You guys are
1: asking great questions. I love chatting with you,
0: Laura. <laughs> okay. okay. so Thank you so much for taking the time, um, not only to reschedule after we had to reschedule um, last <laughs> month, but just taking the time to share about balance and all of these things that we've talked about. It has it's been a joy. A joy. Yeah. and a joy. Awesome. You. And guys, if you're interested in the power sheets, which I highly recommend them. Um, I've been using them for a couple years now. They've been so helpful. I created a li- little link down here. It's a green button um, so
2: and, trying to share that.
0: And, um, oh, it is my pleasure. And, um, Follow along with Laura's goal-setting series next week. And even go back to this past, I think it was last week, for working through the power sheets. Um, I found that series to be so helpful. I'm like, so glad. Monday, pages I'm 1 glad. through 10, Tuesday. <laughs> if you haven't kind of your power sheets yet, go back to that Because it was so helpful for me, too. Um, but thank you, Laura. This is awesome. so good.
1: Thank you. And I hope you all have happy holidays. Merry Christmases. Yeah, all of you. Merry Christmas.
0: And um, this is the last LCHAT for 2017, too. So we'll see you again in 2018. We'll come out um, with those dates so that y'all can mark your calendars. And I hope to see you in another LCHAT very soon. Thank you again, Laura. And thank you. bye. 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 Thanks so much for tuning in to the LCHAT podcast. For show notes, a replay of the original live stream, slides, and more, head on over to ellencompanydesign.com slash LCHAT. Hope you'll join in again soon.